The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. And so it is just after January 2nd, 2015. We have words from Our Lady that tell us that we don't see things in the right way. Here I am. She's been for 33 years. Three years she's repeated to us. And we still do not comprehend our culture, what it tells us, and what we perform in submitting to it throughout the day. Daniel was King Cyrus's friend. They were very close. And of course, King Cyrus worshipped Baal. And Baal was pretty impressive. Huge statue inside, clay and iron. He would eat 12 bushels a fine wheat a day. That's a lot to eat. He would eat also 40 sheep and 50 gallons of wine. Pretty amazing feat that had to bring in every single day and it would disappear. So one day King Cyrus asked David 
I read the Daniel. Why does he not worship Baal? Daniel responds, because I worship the living God. Cyrus responds, can't you see this, that Baal is a living God and honor him? Why, by what he eats? And so he scoffed at that. He said he's not. He's not capable of doing that. And so he told Cyrus that he would prove that. Or rather, Cyrus told him to prove that. And if it was true there wasn't a real God, then he would kill all the priests. But if it was true that he did eat everything there and was a living God, then he'd have to kill Daniel, which he didn't want to do. So the priest brought the priest came and told them, said Daniel was lying. They said they would willingly die. And so then Cyrus orders his servants to bring all the food in. And then after everybody leaves, Daniel with some servants spread ashes across the whole floor. They seal it with the king's seal. So they went to bed. They come back the next morning, and all the food's gone. And Cyrus says, see how great our God is? This living God? Everything's gone. Daniel starts laughing. He says, look at the floor. King Cyrus looks at the floor, and there's footsteps of women, men, and children. Infuriated, he called them all in. And they showed him a secret door underneath the table. They all came in and consumed at night the food. And of course, they're all slaughtered. The amazing thing is, is the king believed this. And many across the land in the kingdom believed it. Our lady just told us on January 2nd, I am here to help you come to know truth. It's an amazing thing. We think we have truth. We think we know truth. Do we really live it? And do we believe it? No. Even our truth is tainted by what's taking place in the culture. Our Lady said December 2nd, 2013, in preparation for this January 2nd message, she says, I desire you to come to know the truth of my son. Rise above the human way of thinking and in everything, seek God's way of thinking. Cyrus wasn't thinking the living God the way he thought, the one true God. But if you think about what Daniel did, it was pretty gutsy. He didn't know probably there was a trap door there. He would have said it. Go look up at the door. He was unaware of that. So how does he conclude truth and go against his own nature of reality of seeing that everything's put in there every day is consumed, stand up to the king and say, this God, this can't, this God can't do that. Put his life on the line. Did he know the servants were doing it? Did he know the trickery of it? No, but he knew enough truth that he didn't have to worry about the details. The devil lies in the details. That was not his job. His job was this thing cannot eat that. I know it appears to be that way. But it can't be. So somebody had to be coming out at night, let's put ashes, and it proved it. But if you put yourself in Daniel's position, he would have to have a real knowledge of truth to make a statement like that. We don't have to know everything. We just need to know truth. If so, you could be like the apostles who proclaim truth. And that's what all he says. I want you to come to know the truth of my son to be able or rather to be my apostles. And we're to proclaim that. We're to expose all these things that's happening in the world. And there's little truth out there. 
to me, the most amazing thing is the January 2nd message is that she's saying, while I lived your life on earth, I had knowledge of the truth. Only the second time she said knowledge. That's an important thing because knowledge today is through the universities and through the degrees and all the things that people say, I'm qualified to do this with a bunch of numbers and letters behind their names saying how smart they are. But they don't have truth. They're not teaching truth because they don't recognize truth. Truth is God. Daniel recognized that. And we have to become the same way. We don't have to know the facts. Rather, we don't have to know the details if we know the facts. Then in the book of Romans, it says... There's known realities that prove God's existence. This proof of God's existence manifests itself in many, many ways. Jones Reed will show that. This comes from an article written by Michael Hanlon, who writes for UK's Telegraph. And he wrote an article recently entitled, How Will the World End? Seven Scenarios That Could End Human Race. This is only one segment of his article, and he says, Many scientists have pointed out that there is something fishy about our universe. The physical constants, the numbers governing the fundamental forces and masses of nature, seem fine-tuned to allow life of some form to exist. The great physicist Sir Fred Hoyle once wondered if the universe might be a put-up job. More recently, the Oxford University philosopher, Nick Bostrom, has speculated that our universe may be one of countless simulations running in some alien computer, much like a computer game. If so, we have to hope that the beings behind our fake universe are benign and do not reach for the off button should we start misbehaving. So, could God step in and alter the course of history? Well, it has certainly happened before, and many are convinced that it will happen again. Many Christians believe that we are moving into the period of time that the Bible refers to as the last days. According to the scriptures, there has never been a time as horrible as the last days will be, and there never will be a time like it afterwards. Of course, the Bible also says that the last days will not be the end of the world, but it will be the end of the world as we know it. And is that not Yvonne's words? That we're going to see physical changes in the world, and then we'll understand why Our Lady was with us every single day, that even the pilgrims and the priests do not understand why she's here every day. But then, when you see it, is to believe it. But our lady doesn't want us to wait to that point. She wants to see truth now. She wants us to believe now that we can be cognitioned through her and experiences that after the fact, those who have to convert, have to change, have to come to, to a point of truth in their life, and they suffer because of that, and they have to mend things, that we'll have the experiences walking with her to pass on those experiences to them. We're to live the messages so that they will want to imitate us and follow us by proxy following her and by proxy to her following the Christ, the only truth. And so we have many untruths. But it's not difficult if you're in prayer, if you fast, if you look, if you think, and you do what already says, 
and everything. See, God's way of thinking. Pray and fast that you may be recognized all which I am seeking of you. So we're to seek how God thinks. Several years ago, probably three years ago, maybe, I was walking down the airport and I saw a sign on the side uh, of one of the columns. And some people over to the right in an empty area where there's no plane, people gathered for the plane. It says free flu shots. I thought, oh, how nice. Free flu shots. But when you're in prayer, when you think, this sends up a red flag to me. What's the motivation? Why are they giving free flu shots? This past week it was reported half the people have the flu right now. And half of the nation hasn't taken their flu shots. And that has gone down. The taking of flu shots has gone down so much so that they had this, that they were reporting it. And they're asking the news to report it. They really, it, it's good to take, even though it only covers four strands of the flu. Isn't that amazing? We have many strands of flu, but the flu shot's so valuable that it just that it will cover at least four of them and still worth taking. But there's something sleazy about the sale of that. Something also that raises red flags with me about that. And if you think the way God thinks, if you think what man's proverb says, there's nothing given away for free. There's always an agenda behind it. This agenda is something that motivates him to offer it for free. We give the messages free to many people because we have an agenda. We're upfront about it. It's not a conspiracy. We want you to convert. But there's people that are just as religious about what they do for their agendas for the devil. And so I was talking to somebody the other night that said after her fourth child, immediately her company forced her to have a flu shot. They often try to do this for pregnant women. She didn't want to take it, but she did. And she's never been able to get pregnant since that time. That's been four years ago. And then she said one of her other friends had a flu shot, and they haven't been able to get pregnant. And also another friend has had the flu shot, and they haven't been able to get pregnant. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that fishy? Just what Joan just read about, this is fishy in the universe. What's fishy about something stimulated in the universe that is not just running on its own? God's not a deist. He made it in his runs. I mean, he's stimulating it. He moves it. It lives by him. Romans says, known realities in nature. That's creation. That's the universe. Now, they can identify it as some kind of alien computer, if that's how they want to see God. But what they're statement that they say in that is a self-admission that there's a higher power activated in moving the universe along. I don't have a problem with that. But why would Satan not be doing the same things in his plans? And so we know the Rockefeller Foundation practice eugenics. We know that Obama's administration, the American Surgeon General for the nation, said that we have to bring population under control. He says we could put something in the water. This is quotes. This is out there. This is research. This is not conspiracy. It's there to be found. 
So Obama's man said, we have we could put something in the water supply just to bring about sterility, but we don't know how that's going to affect children or how it will affect adult, uh, older people. So that's not uh, an option at this moment. He didn't rule it out. And we know there's forces out there that want to do that. And so immediately when I was at the airport, I thought this is something I think and suspect is this related to autism, which is increasing per ratio of numbers in the way people are being birthed with this. Suddenly, all of a sudden, this comes up and increase. Also, sterility is increasing. I don't have any proof, but I can tell you there's people out there I know want population control. And you can sell that to the pharmaceuticals without them even really realizing what they got. Or you can offer it free. You think they're not doing this in Africa? You think they're not doing it in other countries? Oh, let's ship the medicines. The report I was just talking about that they just announced this past week, the reason people aren't getting shots is because they feel there's something corrupt in the shot. There's something wrong with it. Is it enough people talking nationwide or on our on a broad public level that they're connecting dots. Oh, I can't get pregnant after here. Or this person can get dated. But in the circles, our friends, they say, you know, I wouldn't get a flu shot because this person telling me this was basically saying I'm against flu shots because I can get pregnant. Two of my friends can't get pregnant. But that's in a little circle. In fact, if you know of anybody, I want them to call Caritas and say, yes, we did get a flu shot. I'd like to hear more about that. Call us and tell us. It's fishy. But it's no more fishy that Satan does these things because we don't have truth that what the scientists are seeing in the universe, there's something fishy going on up there. They're discovering some kind of higher power is running it. And this is our lady's plans for us. To see that the economy is in a wreck, it's going to crash, it's not real, it's not true, and truth is about to, to take over, which will mean false truth will crash, which means the economy will crash. So your way of thinking, if you go along with these things, or I'll get a flu shot, I'll do this. Am I telling you to get a flu shot not to? It's up to you. I haven't gotten one. I'd rather have a flu. I want my family to get it. I'd rather them have a flu. I don't trust a system that advocates through his presidency and some of the offices underneath there, and a system out there worldwide now that wants population controlled. I'm not looking for a devil underneath every rock. It's just reason. Think it through. Think it out. And so today with this Mesonomic show, we need to pause going into 2015 and see what's coming this year. How do we discover truth? How do we discern truth? You're not going to have lessons. You're not going to have school. You're not going to have anybody teaching you that. Our lady says, I've come here with the desire. Quote, I desire for you to come to know the truth of my son. It's Jesus Christ. You know him. You know truth. And that gives you discernment about things that may not you may not think is related. Just like these people identify God as an alien computer. If that's what they want to call them because they don't have any spirituality about them, so be it. But their admission is there's something fishy, bigger than what they thought discerned, that this thing was just some kind of 
random thought process of of some microbial things that happened and, and it's just floating on its own. There's no way. And God is ahead of the light switch. He can turn it off and he can turn it on. And everything the visionaries tell us, everything all these messages tell us, everything we see on our own cognition, our own self, our experience, know something is amiss and something's coming our way. Are we prophets of doom and gloom? No. If you have Jesus, you don't have to worry about that. Because if you're standing in truth, you're always safe, even if you lose your life, even if you start to death or you're persecuted. You stand with him, you stand with the Christ, everything works from there. Beginning in 2015, many people are looking at their financial situation. And of course, Medjinomics does address many of these things in helping people to, number one, get out of debt. The purpose of getting out of debt is that it's a system that's not based on God. And it's also something that could potentially bring you into slavery at some point in time. And that's a biblical thing. And there's many other Medjinomics shows that talk about that. So we're not going to get into that topic. So uh, to secure your means of exchange, those of you who have 401ks or savings or anything else, you know, for those of you that have read, it ain't going to happen. You know about the miraculous metal Medjugorje around. That's a one ounce silver piece that a friend of Medjugorje designed for the purpose of exchanging what you have in your currency and holding it into something that has intrinsic value. And so uh, normally on our broadcast, Frank Williams joins us on the broadcast. He's not with us today. We'll give you his contact information. You could, he could answer all of your questions in regard to exchanging uh, your savings, 401ks, retirements, stocks, anything that you want to safeguard in something that has intrinsic value. You contact Frank Williams and he'll assist you in that. Frank's contact information, his phone number, he can be reached toll free at 877-936-7686. Again, that's 877-936-7686. The email address is global silver investors at yahoo.com that's global silver investors at yahoo.com and the website is global silver investors.com and there's general information there on the website in the book you turned that was written by david barton george barner george barner has done a lot of statistical things studies and kids and high schoolers and different people surveying and what their their worldview thinking is and what propelled the united states to the 50s right on up into the 80s and before, was what prospered the country. The vision and what people thought and what they believed and the values that they had that they previously identified with themselves and they got from their parents caused them to be very active and be proactive and desire work. We have a new thinking now, a new mentality, not based on truth, based on self. But the book lists several of them. They're as follows. Working only as hard as necessary to get by. This is today's culture. Why work anymore? I had somebody who told me about the Aborigines. They tried to make them work in Australia. And they couldn't make them work. When they ate lunch, they, they quit. And one day he was passing a tree and they killed a deer or something. They'd eaten it. And they all sat around. And they thought, he really understood it. Finally, they don't. the mentality is, why work? They they got they work when they got the deer they ate it they finished there's nothing else to do there's no need so we got this mentality like an Aborigine now of a culture. Secondly, it says demanding the freedom rights and services we're entitled to we're not entitled to anything but this is what prevails today. 
revealed only to to live by the Christian principles and the fruit comes from those principles lived out that we prosper in the Ten Commandments. It continues, seeking a customized family experience in which family is defined as significant relationships, emotional commitments, and satisfying physical liaisons. So we redefine the family in this age. Next is living according to personalized moral conduct based on situational truth and a tailored-made faith system. This is the problem with Christianity today. It's made to fit you. It's made to fit your truth. Extolling modern-day virtues, tolerance, diversity, sensitivity to feelings, blunt candor, authenticity, personal strength, and social justice. And this, my friend, a lot has come from our bishops. The social justice. They don't have the mentality to understand what they brought in hollering for social justice, rather us being as individuals, the caretaker and the giver, instead of the government, and demanding it to be taking care of everything else. We vacated that through our church, and now the government's in charge of it, dictating to us what we will or we can't do. And lastly, experiencing happiness through comfort, convenience, choices, connections, and experiences. How sad it is that our joy, our consolation, is our electronics, everything that guides us. And yet Our Lady says, May 2nd, 2007, May fasting and prayer be your guiding star. Incredible words. That's who you're to follow. In 2015, you need to make that resolution. If any year we've entered, this is the 33rd year of the apparitions, and 2015 senses to be a big year. We wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics show with a friend of Medjugorje. To listen or download free, go to medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, the left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on Past Shows. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.